0: In this hour, in this time frame. So to God be all the glory. God bless you. God bless you. And I'm going to go ahead and begin in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank and praise you and give you honor and glory for this time where we can come to draw close to you as your word says, draw nigh unto me and I will draw nigh unto you. So Father, we are drawing nigh by studying the word that you have established, oh God, for us to follow, for us to read so that we can be edified in our spirits, so that we can be uh, uh, enhanced in our character and so that we can fulfill what you have called us to do because now we're gaining knowledge on how to be led by the spirit to fulfill our purpose and destiny. Father, you are in the midst of us and we say welcome, Holy Spirit. Open up our understanding to receive as you, Father God, give us your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Once again, welcome to Bible study. I am Apostle Dr. Dawn Nickel Manning, pastor of Love of Jesus Deliverance Evangelistic Center Community Church. We welcome you so that you can be Become more knowledgeable of the word of God and so that you will be able to see how the word will work in your life because the word works. Somebody say that. Somebody say the word works. Amen. Glory to God. Okay, let's go into the word of God. On tonight, I want to talk about prayer. I know this is a topic that's constant and it should be constant because the word lets us know to pray without ceasing. And I want to talk of specifically, specifically about praying before dawn. And I know all of us have different schedules. We have different things that we participate in. And it's important. You do need your rest. You do need your sleep so that you can recuperate for the next day so that you be, can be able to do the things that you need to do. So it's important to get our rest, but if you have the ability to have time to pray before dawn, it will change your life. It will change just your whole, uh, uh, outlook for the day. It will start to, if you can create that pattern, it will start to give you better insight on how to center yourself spiritually so that you are better prepared To deal with life challenges, to deal with the task of the day, and to deal with things keeping your mind in a positive state. We're going to talk about um, praying before dawn, how that changes your life. And I do understand that everyone has very different um, schedules and, you know, everybody has different, different life patterns. And this is just to help you. If you have the opportunity, maybe you're not able to do that every day, but maybe on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. It's something about that praying before dawn, that before daybreak. There's something that happens. And I'm a science teacher scientifically as the paradigm shifts. From night to morning, those twilight hours begin to meet up with the daylight hours. There's something that changes in the atmosphere spiritually. And if you can connect in that vein and in that time where you can establish some prayer time and meditation with the Lord, you will receive a lot of breakthroughs. Once again, this is something, just try it for yourself. Just try it for yourself. And I'm going to back this up with scripture. So let's look together at... Psalms 55:17. Psalms 55:17, and it lays out for us the template for when we should pray. It says, "Every morning and noon I cry out in distress, and He hears my voice. Evening, morning, and noon. Evening, morning, and noon. Evening, morning, and noon." See, a lot of us, we have fashioned ourselves to just position ourselves for prayer. Um, Let's say sometime before you go to bed. So people say that's enough. I'm about to lay down. Lord, cover me with the blood. Lord, thank you for another day. And, you know, you say that that's my prayer. Some people just say, you know what, when I wake up first thing, so I don't forget. And so that I am focused and I give God, you know, honor. Let me pray first thing in the morning. Some people will say, you know what, the best time I'm like when my brain wakes up or when my body is matching the activity of my brain is around noon time. So you say I'm going to pray around new times. Well, whatever. Nonetheless, the word tells us evening, morning and noon to cry out. Evening, morning and noon. And I always think, you know, of course, the day is situated in three portions. Morning, noon and the evening. Representative of what? The Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. See, there's something that the Father wants to give us. There's something that the Holy Ghost wants us to receive. And there's something that the Son wants us to see. And if we have that understanding, we will make it more of a routine to get into praying morning, noon, and night. Morning, noon and night, always uplifting ourselves and in, in prayer and in, in our thoughts and our minds so that we can once again be able to get the fullness thereof. See, sometimes we don't realize it, but we cheat our own selves on the things that God has for us because we're not allowing for the fullness thereof to be incorporated into our lives. Once again, those schedules can be crazy. I trust and believe I understand. People ripping and running, trying to punch that clock because you want to keep that job. You got to make that income to take care of your household. I get it. Trust and believe, I get it. But there is just something when we get into a mind frame to say, no, I'm going to put God ahead of my schedule and I'm going to make sure that I'm not fitting uh uh, my my my, I'm not fitting him around my schedule, but rather I'm gonna make sure my schedule fits around the things of God. And when we begin to process that we begin to walk in the fullness thereof. We begin to really see God open up windows of heaven where, and we will not have enough room to receive. That's when we really start to see our cups running over. To, I mean, just totally running over. That's when we start to begin to see how God can expand our territory. Because why? We're putting that time in, morning, noon, and night. You know, sometimes people feel like, okay, if I can't bow my head or if I can't get on my knees, I'm not able to get into the presence of God. See, but the thing is, you got to understand when we talk about prayer, prayer is a communication. It's making sure that you intentionally communicate with someone. You are waiting to hear what they have to say. And then you are waiting for uh, uh, for them to listen to what you have to say, and it keeps—it's a continual uh, a back and forth pattern that is created to do what: build understanding and relationship. And see, that's the focus of prayer, to build understanding, of, for God to give us understanding by talking to him. There are just things that sometimes we feel that we don't totally understand or we can't get, but if we would just go to God in prayer, and not just when we feel like something is not going our way, but when we make it a pattern and we make it a part of our lifestyle to go to God in prayer every single day seeking his faith because we want a strong relationship. That's when we truly will start to see things change for the better in our lives. But we have to really work at allowing for the spirit of God, like I said, to be able to fill us so that the son of God will be able to show us something. And then the, then the God, our father will be able to, to, to direct us and downpour and, and give us the things that we need so that it can be manifested morning, noon, and night. Morning, noon, and night. When we pray, God, the morning time, from the morning time to the noon noon time, there's different things that are happening. From the time you woke up to the time it gets to 12 o'clock. Come on, if you pay attention, things done shifted in so many different kind of ways. It's time to pray again for God to help you to get from the noonday to the evening. So then when you get from noon to evening and you pray noon, Lord, give me the strength to make it to the evening time. By the time you get to your evening prayer, you say, thank you, Lord, for how you brought me through. Thank you, Lord. Now, now, Lord, what is the plan? What do you see for me? What do you see fit for me? What is it that I need to do? Prayer is not just something that you were taught to do. Our Father which are in heaven. Nothing wrong with that prayer. But now we need to mature our prayers. Jesus gave that to us as, as an example. But now we mature our prayers in the maturity of our conversation that we have with the Heavenly Father. I don't know about you for those of you who are married. I can't go through the day and not speak to my spouse, my husband. I, I, I it, whether it's through texting, whether it's through um, verbal communication, I have to have that connection. How you doing? How's it going? What, how, what, what, was, what happened? Well, let me. Okay, let me tell you what happened on my end. Okay, all right. Look, things can happen within the course of the day, and if you are. Uh, 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 if you are a person that really takes your marriage serious, you understand that your partner is your helpmate. So you say, "You, Lord, I thank you for my benefit. I have somebody that I can talk to and check in with, that I can share my feelings, that I can share whatever it is that I'm going through Where with something where I need maybe just some encouraging on words. That's who I would talk to, my spouse. You may have a friend. You may have a good connection with your friend and you may do the same, but I I give that to you as an example so that you can understand that there's no greater way, no greater way than communicating with the one who created you from morning to noon to evening to help you get through your day. He's the one that you can call on and he will be there to help and to assist you. He will be there the whole I love the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit sometimes when you're trying to figure out what to do on your job, sometimes you feel like yeah, it's just too much and you say Holy Spirit, help me. He'll come right in. He'll come right on in. Go pick up that document over there. Go look at this resource over there. Okay, I need you to go call this person right here. That person has uh the more information to to what you need to try to troubleshoot this situation. He will lead and direct you. He, What does that word say? He will never leave us nor forsake us. He's not going to forsake us. He's not going to have us out here in the world, just walking around, you know, just humming up But a lot of us who are believers do not take advantage of prayer the way we need to. I know we have tarrying services. I know we come to church on whatever date that has been assigned as your day of worship, whether it's Saturday or Sunday. And you come in, everybody, let's pray together. Let's join the hands together That is great, but we need to have a better communication pattern with our Lord and Savior. We need to be able to to say, you know what, when everything else around me is like, you know, I feel like it's just coming up, falling apart, even when things are going my way and everything seems good, I got to call them. I got to call him up. I got to tell him, God, you're good. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that when I was traveling on this highway, that you kept me from danger seen and unseen. Now, Lord, as I enter this new place, wherever my foot, wherever my foot crosses the threshold, Lord, I need you to be there with me too. This is just communication. It's just talking. It's conversation. He, the word is draw nigh unto me and I'll draw nigh to you. How do you draw nigh unto him? You have to talk to him. When we talk spiritually, when we use the word uh, 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 talk in the spirit, it's prayer. And we have to understand that we got to pray without ceasing. We have to truly understand what that means. The emphasis for prayer in Psalms fifty-five seventeen 17 is not just on morning prayers or mealtime prayers or bedtime prayers. Like I said, it's always good to have those things because they do help us to remember to stay connected. But we need to have some deep conversations. The idea of praying morning, noon, and night is continual. It's continual. So First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, pray without ceasing and everything give thanks for this is the will of God and Christ concerning you in Christ Jesus concerning you see the you you can you have to read uh uh it's always good to read the whole chapter but you have to make sure you see the connection pray without ceasing it says in everything giving him thanks that's a part of prayer giving God thanks for this is the will of God this is what God wants us to do in Christ Jesus concerning what you See, that's what the prayer is all about. That's why it says pray without ceasing, because it's all about the will of God. That's what he wills for us to do in Christ Jesus, because our prayer and all essence is what concerning you. It's concerning you. The, when we pray and we go to the father, you, we, all things work together for what? The good of those who love him and trust him. So therefore, when we pray, it's all things concerning us. Who concern, Who is more concerned about us? Better than our own selves. Nobody but God. So when we pray and when we talk to him, when it says pray without ceasing, it's for the purpose once again to stay in communication with him so that those things concerning you, you have a better understanding because you are talking to the main person who's concerned about you and your well-being. No one is more concerned about our well-being than the one who created us, which is our heavenly father. God, he hears us when we pray, whenever we pray, Where, wherever you are at. I don't want anyone to ever think that, oh, I have to be in a sanctuary to pray. Or, you know, we have prayer closet. People have constructed prayer closets in their home or prayer space. Well, I can't pray unless I'm there. No, you can pray anywhere in your car, in the supermarket, on your job while you're um, traveling on the uh, city transit, on the bus, on the train, wherever you are, talk to him. And it's not a thing that you have to make it uh, 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 an appearance. You know, you don't have to make an appearance because me, I'm a person, I'm personal. And it's like when I'm talking to God, it's some things I just want him to hear. And that's why I thank him for the Holy Spirit, who gives us the utterance of speaking in tongues wherein the enemy does not even know the language that we are speaking. it's even more of a concrete personal formal communication with our heavenly Father, but use those things to pray with to pray without ceasing, pray without ceasing because it's all about God's concern for us, being in the best that we can possibly be. And I'm going to say this, we have other uh faiths that are out here, and they have taken on prayer more seriously than those of us who are calling ourselves believers of the Most High God. You have to be serious about your prayer life. You know, when I talk to other uh 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 persons who are in our, our other uh denominations or other belief systems, when they talk about prayer to I pray to the Most High God, some of them call you know how other names, you know, but I pray to the most high God, the only one true living God. And I'm saying if I serve the only one true living God, my prayer time with him, it even should surpass morning, noon and night. Think about it. We serve the most high God. Why wouldn't you want to talk to him? I'm going to tell you why a lot of people don't like to pray. Ha? Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. A lot of people don't like to pray because they don't want to hear God. Get on your case. You don't want to hear God tell you, you need to come up out of that. You need to stop it. When you are a true child of God and you know who you are in him, you're going to stay in prayer because you're going to want to see more of him and less of your carnal nature. You're going to want to see more of his spirit moving on the inside of you and less of your flesh making you out to be a mess. You're want you're going to want to have a desire to go to God in prayer, because every time you go to God in prayer, He chisels you, He shapes you, He molds you, He He has you on that potter's wheel. He's taking out and purging out all of those things that are not like Him. A lot of you don't want to pray because you're not ready. You you enjoy what you're doing. Some of you, and it's, and it's not just the obvious things. We have people who like having pity parties. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, 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 I'm not able to do that. Or, oh, 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 I always meant. And you just want to have a pity party all the time instead of just saying, Lord, help me because I know that greater are you that's in me than he that's in the world. I know that where I am weak, you will make me strong. I know, Father God, where and I can't do something. When I call upon you, your name, I know that you're going to be there to help me to get what needs to get done because I am your vessel. But no, what do we do? We want to sit around. Oh, I can't do, oh, I can't go to school. My brain too tight. I look, let me tell you something. I, I'm so proud of my God brother. He is 58 years old. Went back to school to attain his bachelor's. I went to school at Oral Roberts University. I graduated in, back in 90, 98. Graduated with my undergraduate degree. Graduated with an 80 year old woman. Let me tell you something, when you stay in prayer, God will help you do what needs to get done. God will fulfill the desires of your heart. It don't matter if you're 15, 25, 30, 45, 90, 100. The thing is you got to stay with God. in prayer. I can't help but think of Mother Adams, our dear mother that's gone on to glory. Mother, stay in prayer. She stayed in prayer and you can see through her life that she lived a good life, an abundant life because she was always in prayer. She was in good health because she stayed in prayer. The enemy don't want you to pray. The enemy will try to keep your mind off of, he don't want you to communicate with God. He don't want you to talk with God because every time you talk with God, God's going to tap you in, whether whether it's something you want to hear or not. And see, that's what a good friend is. See, God is a good, he's a great friend. He's not a good friend. He's a great friend. Because what friends do that really love you, they're going to tell you about yourself so that you can stop doing the nonsense so that you can be able to get to your next level of success. That's the God that we serve. God loves us so much. He don't want us to stay in the super. You know what? You put that down. Stop, stop, stop eating that. Stop eating that pork. I, I know something. Ooh, I said Pork. Don't don't cut me off. Don't cut me off. God said, "Put that pork down." Put that put that down. You eating, t- you eating too much of that. When You go to God in prayer, you say, "Oh Lord, help me. Lord, help my body. Keep me in good health, Lord." Okay, and the Lord talk to you back, "Put that pork down. You got you eating too much pork." You know what? You 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 don't want to hear that. So you get up from prayer. You don't want to hear that. You get up from your prayer. And you won't go back to your prayer to your prayer time until maybe two or three later, at or four days later, after you don't enjoyed your pork because you didn't want to hear that. Let me tell you something: all disobedience is sin. See, people just think that lying, stealing, cheating, uh, uh, being promiscuous, and uh, that you just want to call that. And say, no, baby, when God speaks to you in prayer and He's talking to you, and you don't listen, you sin into, and you need to repent and get it right. See, some of us, we got to this. Oh, I've been saved 40 years. I've been saved all my life. I was raised up in the church. Great. But there's still things that God, he's trying to work on you. He's trying to be, I keep saying this. I keep saying it. I keep saying it. If you have been in the same place that you were in five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you're calling yourself a believer. You're not praying, baby. You're not praying. You're not praying. You always moping around, oh, my money, my money got an attitude. My money ain't right. Your money ain't right because you ain't doing what the word. You ain't studying the word. You ain't praying over your finances. You're not sitting down and counting up the costs like the word said. You're not saying, Lord, I need direction. Show me what to do with my finance. God will tell you what to do. When they went to, don't tell me he won't. Because when they went to Jesus and said, look, we got to pay Caesar these taxes. What did Jesus say? Go to the fish mouth. There's going to be a coin. Pull a coin out of the fish mouth and go pay Caesar. What's due to Caesar? Let me tell you something. God can be all up in your finances and help you out and show you a better way. Oh, my credit score is that. God can fix, help you fix the credit score. Get in prayer. Get in prayer. God will tell you what to do. God will tell you what to go. Oh, I, you know, I, I can't get this and I can't. Stop saying what you can't get and you calling yourself a child of God. Stop saying what you can't do and you're calling yourself yourself a child of God. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. But what do I have to do? I have to go to God in prayer. I have to pray without ceasing. Just like it says there in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. What you feel that you can't do on your own, Stop relying on yourself. That's pride. Stop relying on yourself. Rely on God. Trust in him. Pray. Pray without ceasing.